Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Um, welcome back to Find Our Missing Black Children podcast. My name is Cheyenne Cooper, and I'm the host. Um, I just want to let everyone know that I have a special needs daughter, so if you hear stuff in the background, I apologize. Um, today's case, we will be talking about St. Louis Jane Doe. St. Louis Jane Doe is an unidentified girl who was found murdered in the basement of an abandoned apartment building on February 28, 1983, St. Louis, Missouri. She has been nicknamed Hope, Precious Hope, and the Little Jane Doe. Um, she was estimated, be, um, estimated to be between the ages of 8 and 11 years old. Um, two men were looking for car parts in an abandoned apartment building and came across her body. Um, she was headless. When investigators turned her over, they noticed that she was a child. At first, they didn't think so because that area was known to have prostitutes. Um, they did send off her shirt and the cord that was wrapped around her um, wrist to a psychic to try to get answers. Back then, the 80s was real weird. Like, people believed in psychics and things like that of those natures. I'm not trying to knock anyone that believes that, but me personally, I do not think that a lot of the psychics today are credible. Um, they never received those items back. The woman that they sent them to, of course, they reached out to her. She has stated that um, she has sent them back in the mail, and they might have got lost along the way. So, yeah, that was a mistake on the police department's end, and I feel as though they should never went that route, but at the time, they were desperate. They searched school records to figure out who the girl was, they pretty much, they done everything they could. Um, so they tried, so I can give them that. But back then, it probably wasn't best to send her um, to a psychic. So years later, because they buried her, um, her body in a cemetery. And somehow that body wasn't able to, the grave wasn't able to be located. Um... So years later, in about 2012, people began looking for the grave, and they were able to pinpoint where her grave was by using a GPS and old photographs. And in June of 2013, her grave was finally found, and she was exhumed. Um, they began to do isotope testing on her remains, and isotopes are two elements that had the same number of protons but a different number of neutrons. So scientists can use those isotopes to discover all things about a person. So it was speculated in the 1980s that Jane Doe was probably not from Louis, St. Louis area. Being as though she, there was no school records for her, no one came forward to claim her. Um, so after they did the testing, they had concluded that she may have been from Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Texas, Tennessee, North or South Carolina. She also may have spent a lot of time in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Indiana, West Virginia. So a lot of different places she could have been from. Um, so I know that there's been a documentary that just came out. And in the documentary, the author, he spoke to a genealogist by the name of Cece Moore. And she has stated that she was able to narrow down where Jane Doe's like Jane Doe's second cousins that were 
from to a family in mostly in Alabama and Texas mainly. So as I said before, Alabama was one of the places and Texas was one of the places. So she could have been from either or. But the second cousin, um, the closest match she was able to get to, wasn't willing to help her. She actually pulled the DNA from the system after being contacted. And honestly, I just feel as though that is weird because why wouldn't you want to help? And you have the possible, you have the information that could solve a case, bring closure to somebody somewhere that's thinking she lost a daughter, or he's thinking he lost a daughter, or someone missing a sister or a niece, you know, but she chooses not to. And this is a second cousin, so it's cousin of one of the, either her mother or her father. Um, so honestly, being as though she was decapitated, that leads me to believe that whoever murdered her was close to her. They did not want her to be identified. Um, I'm not saying it could be a parent, but it's possible it could have been a father, um, or a grandfather or uncle that could have, uh, raped and murdered her. Um, and there's a lot, to, there's a lot of things that could have been the case. So I'm not even gonna lie. It could have been Jane Doe probably was for, in St. Louis for a small amount of time. Maybe her family just moved there and she didn't get a chance to go into school. But honestly, it's February of 1983. So she should have been in school. But the fact that they didn't find any school records for any child that was missing is an alarm. So maybe that's why they decided that she was not from St. Louis. I mean, not has not resided in St. Louis. So she has St. ties to St. Louis somehow. Because if she's from Alabama, why would someone travel from Alabama to St. Louis to discard a body? Um, one, the person was familiar with the area. That's what it seems like. Or maybe she was visiting family and the rape and murder happened during that time. And whoever was involved, uh, was known for being a creepy uncle, creepy cousin, someone who was along those lines. And it was kind of those things where it was like, um, like, you know, stuff underneath the rug. But I just don't see why any parent not um, reporting their child missing. I'm a parent. I'm a mother of two. And that's why I think it's more closer to home. Either the mother was murdered in the process, either the father was uh, taken care of or went off to sea, or went off to um, war, or somewhere along those, those lines, and left her with a family member and wasn't aware that she, she went missing, maybe returned home and she wasn't home and they figured she ran away or something along those lines happened that caused someone not to come forward. So it's a lot of things that could could have happened, but we just don't know. So being told that they have the um, DNA test, they know who her second cousins are. I honestly believe law enforcement should push more pressure on them because the fact that the cousin was pretty much uh no i'm not helping 
leads me to believe that it's not a unknown family secret. That it's a known family secret and it's being covered up. Like, I noticed with a lot of black families, when something happens to a relative, when something happens to uh, within the family, it's pushed underneath the rug. Like, I'm an African-American woman and my mother, I'll say, when she was nine years old, she was raped by her stepfather's, well, her stepmother's um, nephews and her brother, her stepfather's brother. So she was raped by them in the field. And I grew up knowing them as uncle so-and-so, uncle so-and-so, and seeing them happy and jolly with my mom, not knowing that these things occurred when she was nine. And although my grandfather did go off and try to, you know, go up to their house with a gun, it was forgiven. And it wasn't talked about. Like, no. Then when something happened to me when I was a child, I was around three years old, was molested by a babysitter's brother. And over time, the attitude for my mom was kind of like, you know, she was like, you can't change what happened. You can only get better. So she was trying to make me cope how she coped, and it hasn't worked for her. Because as a 52-year-old woman, she, till this day, she is still angry, upset, and all the above. So when I say black families sometimes sweep things underneath the rug, they don't want to talk about it, it's taboo. That's what I think happened in this case. It could have been Uncle Jimmy that raped her, and... That's why cousin Mildred isn't trying to talk about it. Might have been her her father that would have been the one. There's so many things that could have happened. And I think, okay, yes, ancestry DNA is protected. Um has protections. But if this is a Jane Doe, I feel as though investigators should put more pressure on that side of the family. Because y'all obviously know something for you to pull your match, to pull your DNA. You know something. You heard of something. Whisper down the lane. You heard of Uncle Tommy's daughter going missing and the mom was a crackhead or something along those lines. You heard of something. And you're just not going to speak on it because it's family. But it's not right either. And I hope this touches the heart of whoever that cousin was because... You should want to come forward and find out who murdered this little girl to make sure that that same uncle, cousin, brother, whoever it is, is not doing this to this child, to any other children, or hasn't done this to any other children. Or if you were one of the children it was done to, go get help and help your family cope by putting her to rest properly. Um, They did say that they found a white hair, pubic hair on her body in between like her groin and stuff. So it's like um could have been a white person. But consider she was found in the basement, you don't know. There's a lot of vagrants that passed through and I believe they said they found semen on her body too and inside her body. So um I think so. I gotta go back and look at the um documentary, but I believe they said it was from a Caucasian male. 
So there's a couple of things that could have happened. She could have been kidnapped by the white male and the family was just poor and everything like that. Had a lot of different things going on, so that's why she wasn't reported missing. Or this could have been a step-parent. Um, this could have been somebody they, they trusted with her and fear of retaliation or something along those lines could have caused them not to report her being missing. But, again, I gotta go back and look at the documentary again because I swore they said that they did test on the DNA that's from a Caucasian male. Um, I'm not entirely sure because it definitely could have been if the pubic hair that was found on the groin, it could have been, um, you know, like a homeless person that's not in the right mind that just came by. People do disgusting stuff. But it definitely could have been the case. And um, I pray that they get closure for her this year and figure out who she was and who's responsible. And... Um, get justice for her because this is sad. Like anytime something happens to children, young children, children in general, it's sad and it's sick. And my personal views about pedophiles, like they should be given life sentences or death sentences because the death sentence, because even though if you're not killing a child, you're killing their chance at a normal life. You're killing their spirit. You're killing their self-esteem. And that's the worst thing you can do along with killing them and sexually abusing them. Um, it's just, it's sad. And this is a case I pondered about for so many, for the longest. And um, I myself have uploaded my ancestry DNA um, recently this year. And honestly, if I ever mess with Jane Doe, yes, I am going to help in any way possible that I can. Because due to the slaves, uh, the slave trade, there is so much shit, so much shit that you just don't know who's who, who you related to who, and that's my that was one of my whole points of doing my ancestry DNA because you know my timeline. For one side of the family only goes back to about 1871 and you know I want my kids to know who they came from I want my kids to know that we came from kings and queens and you know that we came from royalty before being in slavery I want my kids to know that um, and not just think so much about how we were slaves and weren't treated right and still aren't being treated right to this day um, you know, there's a lot to this case that I just get emotional every time I, you know, think about it because I just can't imagine somebody doing that to a child. Why you have to be real evil and messed up in the head. Um, it's crazy. It's real crazy. Um, I, you know, donations aren't required. However, the donations help me further my podcast experience and get the equipment that's needed to enhance the um, podcast experience. So if you have any, um, if you would like to make any donations toward this, it, 20% will go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and I can send a receipt along with. Um, there's no set amount. Anything that you can do is appreciated. 
and 20% will go to uh, Nick Met, and I can send receipts with that as well. Um, but if you have any information about the murder of St. Louis Jane Doe, please contact the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department. Um, it is important that we figure out who this young lady was and bring justice for her and put her to rest properly with her name. Um, I probably might do a part two to this video. I'm not sure yet. Once more information becomes available, then I will do a part two. Um, today, I just want to leave you with this message that if you decide to do it in an ancestry account, you're an African-American person. I think it's important that you're open to being contacted if situations like this come up, become uh, a matter because we already don't know so much about ourselves. And when it comes to children, there's no such thing as snitching. There's no such thing as tattletelling or anything like that. This is a child. This is a child that was murdered, brutally murdered. And it's important that she receives justice in her name back. Um, again, this is your host, Cheyenne Cooper. We're Find Our Missing, Find Our Missing Black Children podcast. And I hope all of you have a blessed day. And remember what I said.